Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 28 of Confessions of a Market Maker. I'm your co-host, Ray, a.k.a. All Day Ray, a.k.a. The Opening Range God. And I'm joined here by my clairvoyant co-host, former market maker of 20 years and now present-day trading educator, a man who's been rumored to been acquaintances with Mae Musk, Elon's mother. You know, she's from Regina. I'm just saying. A man who in his own right has done enough box deals to rival the likes of FedEx. I'm talking about Saskatchewan's most eligible bachelor, JJ. JJ, how's it going? Good, Ray. I think you've finally outdone yourself. Jeez. You know, it's moving on. Our guest today is a pro trader and self-proclaimed expert bottom catcher. A recluse who first creates her extravagant charts on parchment with a peacock feathered pen. Making her first media debut, highly popular on Twitter. I'm talking about Julia Cordova. Julia, thanks for joining us. How's it going? Hi, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on here. Yes, yes. It's a pleasure to have you on. Um, been trying to get you on for a little bit, so it's great <laughs> you agreed. I play hard to get. I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, we, it's okay. hey, the game's we, we can work. Exactly. You know, we don't mind working. <laughs> Well, Julia, um, you know, I, I wasn't kidding when I was mentioning your popularity on Twitter. You know, I, I saw your tweet about, you know, coming on the podcast. And of course, I made the mistake of clicking on the comments. And, you know, seemed to be a few lonely, maybe low socially intelligent men. And, you know, I think to myself, right, there's no way these guys are successful traders. Uh, you, you know how I know this? How? They're not, they're not thinking strategically. Right. They really think a one liner over the Internet is going to work like these got to be the same people who, you know, go chase price. What, what do you what are your thoughts on these people? Well, I mean, we're all just having fun. Right. I mean, that's that's really what Twitter, Twitter is to me. It's like entertainment. Okay. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I don't mind and it's fine. I, I mean, just I mean, like everybody should just have fun when they're trading. It's hard, you know, it's lonely too. True. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually, I, I do plan on asking you about that, but no, it just, it just seems to me, Julie, it's like if someone does think you're, you know, attractive or they would like to date you, it's like, I'm like, come on, man, there's better ways to go about this. Like you can't be a good trader. You're not even thinking smart. Like, <laughs> I mean, tell me if I'm yeah. wrong guys. No, it doesn't usually work. That's <laughs> it doesn't usually okay. work. <laughs> okay. I, I, that's, that's all I wanted to say. So, you know, yeah. anyway, oh, anyway, boy. Julia. It's like, it's like if you buy something that look, looks really good, it doesn't always, it's not what you think, you know, it's not, it, the obvious things that you say and do don't, don't work for your advantage usually. Right. Right. So think, so guys, think strategically. It's like, it, it, cause I feel like it's a way of life, you know, not to get too much on a tangent. Right. But it's like, <laughs> I think everything in a strategical manner, you know, <laughs> indeed you do. Yeah. You know, I mean, anyways. Okay. So, so Julia, you worked in, you know, the corporate world first. Um, so, you know, just tell us about your experience in there and then how you transitioned into trading. Sure. Well, I was, um, at first I was a coder, a programmer, and I was really terrible at that. And then I 
uh, realized how much money the salespeople were making and they were not very bright. So I went into that and I loved my job actually um, because I got to meet a lot of super smart people and sell to them and mm-hmm. make their companies a lot of money. And um, I really enjoyed it, but it was a lot of travel. Um, I was I was on a plane probably four days a week and uh, or just away from home. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, I, I, I wanted, I, I, I was okay with that, but I wanted to really find uh, something to do that, that allowed me to stay home and, and have more of a home base and be able to take care of my family, my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so that's, so trading's obviously fits that, but how mm-hmm. did you, how did you stumble upon it? Well, because um, I just bought things that I liked for my 401k. I was pretty active in that. And um, it was, it was just, it was doing really, really well. And uh, I wanted to try to uh, leverage that to make more money so that, you know, I didn't have to work anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just I just saw how well my 401k was doing. And, you know, also trading looks extremely glamorous. You know, when you watch the movie, <laughs> yeah, sure. you, mm-hmm. uh, you're like, oh, I'm going to have an Aston Martin. And <laughs> I'm gonna you know, I, it just looks extremely glamorous. It sounds glamorous when you tell people that you do it. Well, I don't feel like it does now because usually when I tell people I do it, I'm like in sweats and like hair is broke. But, <laughs> but it does sound, it sounds glamorous. You know, and and um, I that's actually I think how I lost money at first is because I just thought it was so easy. And and right. usually I too I don't know if it's like a rule of nature, but usually whoever starts trading the first couple of trades you make, you make a lot of money. You're like, this is easy. I don't know what people are talking about. It's like winning at the blackjack table right away, and then it's yeah. just terrible. Yeah. So oh. that's what. Yeah. yeah. That's what happens. So, I, I've heard of that. That was the complete opposite for me. Yeah, I came off out of institutional trading, started retail trading, and just couldn't trade my way out of a wet paper bag when I didn't have control. So I was completely the opposite. Yeah. So you probably knew more about it. That's that's why. Maybe I. Yeah. Yeah, you're just not in control of the market. That's what I used to do, and now I'm on the other side trying to figure out what you know what's going on. So that was yeah. So, so Julia, so how did you, did you quit your job first? Did you still have your job and then you were trading on the side? Like, like kind of talk about that because I think that would be very like relevant to, you know, the audience and the listeners. Um, well, I was, I was really lucky in my past careers. Um, two of my companies, I think I was the, I was the 21st employee of, of one of the companies and then we sold it for like 600 25 million and then the other company I was part of um, I was also one of the first employees and it got sold for a, a bunch more than that so um, I I did not have a job when I decided to trade I just I was just was sort of I well actually it's not even true so I so that second company that was sold for a lot I, I went to work for another company after that and the people there were just a-holes like, I don't know if I, <laughs> That's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to be. Like, I'm trying yes. to be good. Um, yes. They were just. They, they were just mean jerks, and and they're they were just mean to each other, and they judge success based on your aggressiveness. I thought, and not based on 
your ability to move everyone forward. So, um, and I am aggressive. I can be aggressive, but I just don't like, I don't like that. So anyway, um, I just hated that job very much. So I quit that job. And then um, I was, I was, uh, I had my own little company for a while. And while I was having my own little company and not making money, I started to trade. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. How, how, how was the, you know, the beginning of your journey and obviously having to deal with, you know, losing money, um, you know, just talk about that. And then, you know, maybe how long did it take until you did become profitable? You did become consistent. Sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, when I first started to trade, um, I'd lose, I'd, I'd be in a losing trade and my strategy to get out of it was just to keep doubling down at, mm-hmm. at what I thought was support. And, mm-hmm. uh, that was terrible. Cause if you, if you, you know, if you've seen the charts that just keep going down, that's, that's what I did. Every time it went down, I just double down, double down, double down until eventually I was like all in something really horrible. Wow. Um, and then, um, lost a bunch of money that way. And then, um, and of course, like, I mean, I, I joke about being a bottom catcher. I mean, I'm totally a bottom catcher, but um, the reason I think I'm good at that now is because um, I just think about when I would have stopped out before, like when I would have been like, okay, this is any kind of long stop out zone. That's where I know now to buy. I just try to do the exact opposite of what my instincts are. Got it. And, and that tends to work for me. I, I really, I mean, it's, it's like they studied my brain when they were talking, when they were figuring out how to take money from people. Like, I feel like I was <laughs> one yeah. It's true. It's true. And so, and, and, and you know what too, it, I, as I was trading and started journaling, I'm like, gosh, I could, should, I should just do the exact opposite. And it's, it was kind of a joke. And then I was like, no, no, really, I should like, I, I had to really step aside, put my ego all on the, out of everything and just oh, yeah. like I am I am a terrible trader so I'm going to do the exact opposite of what I feel is the right thing to do and then I started making money like it was and it's just embarrassing to admit that now now I just automatically do the opposite of what I think like but but it, it's terrible to to think about like how I am I am so psych like everything about my psyche is how they take money from people the was that i mean uh, to jump in now you're you're an engineer by training right uh, yeah so now that must have been tough for you to admit that because engineers are pretty darn sharp so and you know to, to actually graduate from engineering i have about 10 friends who have so you know was that was that a hard thing for your i mean yeah yeah it was really hard and yeah. i mean i tried a bunch of things like i tried all of these different indicators I would I would uh, I tried to be really sophisticated and I tried to have I don't even know there must have been there were more than eight indicators I was looking at at any one time and I tried to have a thing where six of them said this and the other two then, then I would do XYZ and I I was tracking that and I was I was trying to ha- have my own little algo thing going on and it just was it just was hard and it was terrible and I couldn't believe how easy it just seemed for other people so I tried all of those things and I mean, like a decision tree process. I went okay. through and yeah, and but I just I just couldn't, and it took me about two years, I think, before I stopped bleeding money, and then um, and I mean, I'm just being 
I know it sounds terrible and maybe other people are more successful, but I feel like um, because I have made so many mistakes that I, I just know what not to do. I mean, it's not like I still don't make them and still don't do some things I know are bad, but um, I've just, I, I feel like I'm the queen of failure and that's really how I am able to be successful now. It's just because I, I monitored how I failed, but it was just interesting because I keep coming up with new ways to fail. Like, wow, how many different ways to fail can there be? Let me just find all of the ways. And so, um, yeah, it took, it took a long time. And then, it, and then, um, I was able to support myself in the next year or so. And that's hard because mm. I like stuff. I like, I like expensive things. So um, <laughs> it took it took a while to get there. Got it. Yeah. That's another thing these uh, Twitter bozos need to keep in mind. She has expensive taste too. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Julia, um, you, you think having the, you know, not having a job and like, I assume you just really immersed yourself into trading uh, probably consumed up a lot of your time. What advice maybe would you give to someone who does have a job? They don't have the luxury that you did have of, you know, not having a job. Yeah, no, and I, I know because that was that was a luxury. Um, well, I mean, in a way, you're sort of lucky, I think, if you still have a job because you don't have the stress of mm, like true. I kept I kept um, trying to meet. I I have both trading plans and I have an account, I have like different account plans. And so I had all these revenue goals that I was trying to make and I just couldn't make them ever. Mm. And I think if I, if the money wasn't so important to me that I didn't feel I must win next trade, um, it, I probably would have been profitable sooner to mm. be frank with you. And also yeah. I wouldn't have been as obsessed at trying different things. I mean, I think the answer is actually in simplicity, but nobody wants to hear it because it's really boring. And exactly. because it's, it's, you kind of want your own system, you know, you want this like, yeah, if this thing happens. And then, I mean, somebody <laughs> asked me via, I know, but they, somebody, a trader sent me a message saying, just give me something simple. Just tell me something simple I can do to make money. And I said, okay, if you're looking at the 20 day moving average, buy when it gets above it and then sell when it gets below it. Yeah. And the guy blocked me. I'm like, really? That was the best advice. What are you, man? You are just like, that is that it's, it's not hard. And I said, yeah. just wait till, wait till the trend starts. Don't, if it's like one of yeah. these things that is just like holidaying, then you're going to yeah. lose money every time. Like now. Yeah. But just wait till like, if you have a nice little wavy chart, it's so easy to do that. You're not going to catch the bottom tick. You're not going to catch the top tick, but you will make money. You will. Yeah. You yeah. can back test that a thousand percent, but nobody starting out ever wants to, they don't want that. They want like, they want to like, um, be the glamorous bottom. Oh, catcher. You yeah, can't do that. Yeah. So you fail. You got to fail hard to be good at bottom catching. And Definitely. That, that, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, um, I've just, I, I really, it's that simple. Like there are such simple training strategies that work and nobody wants to hear it because it's boring and, yeah. and it's repetitive and that, but that is how you make money. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Uh, oh, yeah. I, well, I mean, how you can, I was, no, it's funny you said it, Julia. I, I was talking about this the past couple of days um, and JJ can attest to this, like um, in our room, you know, you know, JJ has been saying this for months. There's no real sellers. There's no sellers. There's no sellers. And so I'm like, you know, people was like, oh, it's so hard to buy up here. It's so hard to go long up here. But we know this fact, there's no sellers. So what's, so, don't make this overcomplicated. 
there's no sellers go long. Yeah. No, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I won't because I'm a stubborn jerk and I could probably make a lot of money if I did, but yes, yes. That is, <laughs> but, that yeah, is no, no, but you, but you get what I'm saying. It, you're just not overcomplicating things. It, and, and like you said, I, I agree hundred um, percent with your take there. So, <laughs> I know. I know. Yes. I was monitoring Twitter today for um bare sarcasm because me included like everybody's just like this happens bullish this happens bullish it's when it's when the bears get really quiet and they're not sarcastic anymore that i think uh, it'll probably the market will probably go down but it's still too yeah. much fun to make. <laughs> <laughs> so, so julia I, I, I journal the weirdest things but i do <laughs> i do i do that That's That's what else what, what other what other uh, quirky journal entries um, I think I can chart traders better than I can chart equities. I, I know this as a matter of fact, like, like I, I can tell whether somebody's trade is going to work based on their past trades. And if I've been monitoring them, I, I shouldn't tell you this because I don't want people doing it to me, but this is like, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, um, oh, it's true. And I really appreciate this, but if people are kind enough to post potential trade on Twitter and you can sort of watch them for a while you you can i can read them in fact better than i can read the market so mm -hmm. then i i will factor all of that into whatever decisions that i'm making as well i call it my sentiment like bin but yeah no i there are certain people that i follow that are awesome <laughs> and there are other others that are not and um i but i I, I, you know, sometimes like even myself, I can even tell myself when something's not going to work. Cause I'm like, I've just gotten five of these in a row. I don't know. The next one's going to be terrible, but like, like, I, I don't know. I can just tell. So I, 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 I journal not only my own stuff, but uh, other people's stuff. And I monitor analysts too, to see whether or not they're accurate. Oh, and um, yeah, I keep, I have my own little metadata thing going on here. Oh, cool. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Wow. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, like, you're. It is. I wouldn't freak anybody out. No. No. Would, no. No. Not at all. I mean. Uh, why would data freak anyone out? It, no. <laughs> it, it's interesting how you know I I like different people's in, intricacies and in how they trade. Um, and you're coming across as you know, you're not coming across as crazy. You're you're intelligent. You're highly respected. So, uh, just hearing that from you is uh, <laughs> a <little> giggle. <laughs> Julia. Okay. So. Maybe kind of just give us, a, um, you know, a general view of kind of like your trading methodology and, you know, your system sure. that you imply. Sure. Um, well, a lot of it is, okay, I'm, I'm obviously very science oriented, but some of it is arty. Um, but I'll, I'll talk about the science <laughs> stuff. So if, 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 I am, if I am buying something, if I am trying, if I am trying to catch a trend change, then I know it's riskier than if I'm just sort of, you know, catching right. a dip in it in, or in something bullish or whatever. So if I'm, ca if I'm trying to catch a, a trend change, I will generally scale in and I will generally um, go one third where I, you know, I think the bottom is and I'll, I'll, I have a spreadsheet that allows me to tell where my stops are depending on how scaled in I am. Okay. And uh, so I will, because I, I'll know all of that risk and everything ahead of time. And that is another thing that's, that was super important to me. Um, it's really not that hard to do the math and figure out like if something goes down X amount, then I will sell it. And, and as long as you stay with the, whatever parameters or rules you've set, you're, you're fine. But anyway, so I will scale in uh, 
generally at wherever I think the bottom is. And I'll leave myself usually, um, well, I'll leave myself two scales that I might go in if it gets to this other point. And, and uh, so generally if it's something is going down and I'm catching it, I go one third and then I wait. And if it goes down again, I go another third. And then I save usually the last third for a back test after it's gone back up over those, over mm -hmm. okay. the okay. initial. So that's general. I scale, I scale both in and I scale out. And actually that is, it is the hardest thing for me to do though, is adding the last scale. Cause it seems it for the longest time, whenever I would add the last scale, that was like the end of the little uptrend and then it was way down. So I would always lose on the third scale, but um, now I've learned to try and do it only on a back test of, oh, of okay. where, of where I think resistance is. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, in my crazy alien um, language, that'd probably be an inventory correction. Okay. So just, uh, <laughs> I, I never learned any of the retail stuff, uh, the terminology when I came into this. I just kind of fell into volume profile. So uh, I always try and translate what. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now what the, so, um, and, and do you, do you scale in and out too? Cause I, I scale out too, but scaling out is a lot easier than scaling in. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's actually more fun to buy things than it is to sell them. I love buying things, you know? <laughs> um, but it's harder. Oh yeah. So, see, I'm the opposite. And I love selling. Really? I love, oh, I love yeah. buying things. I'm like, Oh, I'm getting in a trade. I'm buying. I, I look at these, these markets with all this buying and I, I was just wish I had 200 million shares of something to sell into all this buying. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's fun to buy, but when it, you sell, like I, I get like, uh, seller's remorse where I shouldn't have <laughs> sold it so soon. It's going to go up or, you know, I, yeah. I, uh, I, I stress out when I sell. So that's, I scale out oh, too. I scale, okay. I automatically take, depending on how risky it is, I automatically take, um, three to 5% off of the table. And then I'll have the second scale out at a resistance and I'll have the third scale. out. usually I will let the third scale go to zero. Cause I'm so used to losing on third scale anyway, because a lot of times it doesn't and it goes like majorly up, but um, I call it my FOMO scale so that I'm still invested in something, even if like I would have normally already sold it. And that's the only way I can really hold true winners for long periods of time is if I just mm -hmm. Zen myself, I've already made money on the trade. I don't care now if it goes right. to zero, if it goes right. to yeah. break even, it goes to break even. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, then I look really good. Like, yeah. you know, I look like I know what I'm doing, even though I forced myself to do it. That's what I mean. I don't say, and I, and oh my gosh, if I have to sell the last scale and I'm like a hundred percent or something, I don't want, I really don't want to do it. I really don't want to have to force myself. It's so, it's so sad. Those days are so sad. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Julia, yeah. speak on the, you know, balancing, you know, the science of trading with the art. Um, well, that is, that is very hard because, um, you know, I would like to tell you that I would always know I would be scaling. Sometimes I just go full on, like I buy everything at once. And that is usually when, um, I think it looks so it has to be beyond where I think it looks bad, where everybody else thinks it looks bad. Also, it has to be when, um, when I'm tweeting something and it's really not getting a lot of likes and I'm thinking, oh, okay, <laughs> people are all done with me on this one. 
Yeah. No, it's true though. Yeah. I see I chart that too. I shouldn't oh. say any of this because I don't want you I don't want y'all to get weird, you know, but like if um <laughs> yeah, I can I can just tell if I remember um with with gold way back when, um in fact, uh kind of a guy who has a lot of followers, I think he had twenty thousand and I had like four hundred. And I was um I was chart I was doing J Nug every day and, and uh he oh, completely yeah. he actually trolled me on it. And he, he retweeted my tweet because I said, why can't Jaina just be great? Because I had, I had just talked about um, something I call a reversal flag that it broke out of. And it did. It broke out of that. But then it came back and it tested it. And I'm like, why can't it just be great? And he's like, don't even bother with it. It's stuck in 2016 levels. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, I think this actually might be the breakout. Like, just because he did that. I'm like, <laughs> this guy... This guy has ego and he's really invested in gold not going anywhere. And um, I think it's time. So I think actually that's when I probably got a lot of followers when I uh, posted my gold trades. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, really. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. I, I got nothing. I was just <laughs> going to talk. Okay. No, no. If you had more to, to, to yeah. say on the, uh, the, you know, the topic, go ahead. But I was going to, uh, another thing you said that got my mind going, you, you said you always set goals, or at least in the beginning, you would set goals and you weren't meeting them. Do you, do you think setting goals, um, you know, for yourself is, you know, detrimental to your trading? Um, well, I think at first it can be really uh, depressing because, because, you know, um, if you're, if, if you have a goal of making 20% um, a month, or something right and then you have to figure out how much compounded that would be per day and then mm -hmm. you have to it just puts a lot of stress on on it um initially at least before you have before you have any kind of track record um so i don't think it's necessarily detrimental but it can it can mess with your brain and a lot of times um in fact uh, at some point when i was trying to teach myself how to trade i stopped looking at price and i would, would i traded solely based on rsi like I would draw trend lines in RSI and I would, and, and actually that's yeah. RSI and volume. And I, I kind of considered that my Jedi night training where I was like blindfolded, but I was trying to figure out what was going on. And so for that period of time, I wasn't necessarily set on making goals. I was set on, on following rules. And, and so if you make it so that instead of trying to, get a certain especially if you're just starting out you're not making any money if you just set your goals based off of following rules you're going to trade smaller you're going to trade less desperate and you're going to trade better because you're going to have that jedi sense about you and even if you then even if you lose money or don't you aren't successful just trading off of the rules then hey that's great because now you know what rules don't work so now you've got to adjust something but also the worst thing you can do is like trash everything and start over again because then you're never learning anything. So it's almost like you have to say to yourself, if this doesn't work, then this is the thing that I will adjust. And you have to know almost ahead of time what you will adjust if that doesn't work. So, so really instead of a revenue goal at first, I would set simply a, if I set these trading rules, I will follow these rules. And if I follow these rules, I will be successful and I will give myself an A plus. And, and if you have a, a small account you can, you can do that with while you're learning, that's great because 
because you are essentially learning how to swim in cold shark infested waters. Mm -hmm. And you can then take that and wow, when you're given an actual swimming pool and like, you know, pool boys and like, (laughs) you know, then, then you're like golden. Then you're like on a flow. You're like getting room service. Like those little drinks with umbrellas. yeah. So if I had to do it again, I wouldn't have set revenue goals necessarily. I would have just set goals based off of me following rules and me right. knowing ahead of time, like what I was going to change. Absolutely. So learning to trade well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in, I've always been in that camp of worrying about the, or, or focusing on the process and not the results uh, because like setting goals for myself, like I, you know, I ask you that question kind of like personal for me, because me setting stuff, it messes my mind up, you know, cause if I don't hit it, then I start pressing start yeah. over trading Definitely. and I just, I just compound, I just make mistake after mistake after mistake. So, Oh yeah. Well, can I just say one of my flaws is, and I mean, I, I try to understand my flaws and use them to my advantage. And mm-hmm. really I have, I, I am definitely like, I, I am, I am bearish and I have been bearish for a while during this. No, you know, you guys like, see, that's good to talk to you because you you're right. There are no sellers. And it, but I have been bearish. And, and so rather than continuing to beat my head against a wall that is just stupid, like I just won't trade it until I'll trade other things. There's so many, mm-hmm, there's so many opportunities. I, and I can, I can trade other things so much better because I am biased and I can't be not biased. I wish right. I could, you know, the, I wish I could not be biased, but I'm so biased. So I just try to trade in the direction I think the things that I am most confident in are going and I could be wrong, but I'm not wrong, but I could be wrong. And I, um, that's just what I do. And that's that way I don't get like, eh, like, cause before, yes. if I were just starting out, I would have kept doubling down on my bear bets. Oof. I mean, I know I would have, I've been like coronavirus. Well, that's bearish. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> You know, and I mean, I'm not dumb. We're not dumb when we're thinking, when we're looking no, at this, but like no. nothing ever works out the way that you want it to. And that's, that's the other thing. Like if I see a bunch of articles saying that oil is going to go to 20 or whatever, I get all excited. I'm like, Oh, it's going to go to a hundred because, because it's just true. Like it's not even just, you can't trade with news. It's usually the exact opposite of news, at least for a while. And then, and then it'll start going normally. Yeah. See, it's, it's fascinating to, to hear you speak because you are, you are a pure retail trader. Um, you, you completely have done all of this on your own. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know bro- what the heck I'm doing. That's why I was so like, I don't, I mean, I, I know, and, but no, yeah, it's, I don't feel like it Yeah. I, I love hearing this perspective because I come from, from the other side. So uh, I had no knowledge of, of how, how and, and that's why I'm always fascinated and, and quite impressed by how hard retail traders work. It is an insane amount of work. I mean, you're using all the analytical skills you learned as an engineer plus, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's quite fascinating. Do you, are you one that looks at, do you tra- trade individual stocks as well, or is it just commodities bait mostly right now or? Um, I do trade individual stock. I don't talk about them a lot on Twitter because I don't want to be like a stock pumper. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to use it to my advantage. I wouldn't want to feel guilty about that kind of thing. I am biased some way in some ways with some of the equities that I trade. And um, yeah, so I don't talk about a lot with on, on Twitter, but yeah, I do trade, um, 
equities as well. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I post a joke today and nobody thought it was funny. I thought it was so funny. Like I did uh, an energizer chart uh, for Valentine's. Oh yeah. It was, I, sorry. Oh, I didn't, like, sorry. I didn't like funny. it, Julia. I thought it was funny. I, no, you know what? I was so proud of myself. I was like, I thought of that. <laughs> I didn't get a chance like, to see. Oh, oh it's, just, it's just stupid. But I mean, <laughs> I, nobody ever. And then, then people are like, it's not, it's not bullish. I'm like, it was a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. I know it's not. I was saying that there's divergence. That was like a joke. <laughs> I don't know. So I, that's why I'm like, I'm already having trouble communicating what I'm thinking. So I just don't want to. Yeah. I don't now, know. I don't now, know. Now your, your charts are, are worthy of, 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 you know, something that hangs in a, in a museum. In, in, in the Guggenheim. Yeah, definitely <laughs> Guggenheim quality charts. Now, You're making fun of me, I think. I am, no, I am okay. not. I am impressed because, listen, I, you know when I look at a chart, I look at, okay, this is where we suck them in. This is where we hammer them. So I don't look at it this way. So I'm fascinated how retail traders um, you know, construct these charts and how they keep it all straight um, because – you know, I'm just a dumb mark. You know, I'm just just a dumb bid hitter. I'm not. You know, <laughs> so the the level of sophistication is what I, I'm not making fun at all. I'm. Quite... I know. I know. <laughs> a little bit. They're terrible. I mean, some of them look terrible. I know they look terrible. I can look at them and look at them, and they're like, "Oh, that's really bad." I don't care. I'm posting it anyway because I'm using it. It's it just because it works. I mean. No, I uh, now, are these all sort of moving averages or trends support lines that you have on here? Um, well, I put moving averages on there because they are handy dandy and okay. they are so simple and, and they generally work. Um, but I, the lines I draw, I, it's not a secret. I, um, I draw channels. I try to find slopes that are reusable and therefore are respected by whatever algos are trading because that's that's really okay so that's how i think of this i think of this as like chess against uh, a computer mm -hmm. and so in order to play chess against a computer you you don't you don't know anything about their psyche right you just mm -hmm. know how they're going to react to different things uh -huh. and so the reason that i do channels is because i know that computer programs are are programmed to or algos or whatever are programmed to react to those to the lines that I draw so um, that's why there's so many lines and also because I'm a line hoarder I don't like to delete any lines because I think they're very valuable but you know they do so so yes, these algos, uh, yeah just in my experience I don't know what I'm doing but I feel like the algos react to gaps the algos react and the algos react to the slopes of certain lines that I draw okay. so um, I will take a line I will move it all around before I put it down where I want it and just to make sure that it works and it's reusable and and I also um, uh, do lines with an RSI and I see how when one thing I, I just make sure they line up with each other and um, so they're not necessarily I mean it's not normal I would say but I mean I'm not the only one who does it I've seen other people do it and um, I just try to try to pick lines that algos react to and that also yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Solid. So, uh, Julia, we got a question from someone on Twitter, uh, and this uh, pertaining to you know the trading topic, uh, your trading style. So it's from uh, Mark McLovin. Uh, he says, "Do 
I love I him say, so much. Yeah, he seems such like, a good guy. He is. He does. I, I like the question. It's a two-part question. I, I and I like I like the first part of it. He goes, uh, "Do people troll you because they are inferior human beings or just human beings?" <laughs> um, no, nobody, nobody is inferior to anybody else. I think sometimes people are afraid of what they don't understand. Um, I mean, right. I I think a couple, maybe a furu or two, has made fun of me, but. Um, they can make fun of me all they want because what's important is that I make money. And it's also important that um, if somebody, if I, if somebody else finds me helpful or they find me funny and they just get entertained, I, I have people that follow me that don't even trade stocks. They just think whatever language I'm speaking is really interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't mind if they troll me. Um, I think they're just, the reality is, I mean, what they're saying too, whether they're using candlesticks or whether they're using um, some other method, I'm not, I don't have anything against their method. If their method works, that's, that's great. Um, but I think sometimes people put other people down because it makes them feel somehow superior to them. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. just, just like other people that make fun of me are not inferior. The people who make fun of me are, are well, not, mm -hmm. they're just not superior either. They're just, everybody's, everybody's themselves. And I was always very annoyed too when I was learning to trade that people would just say, just do your own thing. I'm like, oh my God, if I knew how to do my own thing, I wouldn't need you to tell me that. Like, just freaking <laughs> give me something that works, you know, like, so, so, but it, but it's good for people to be able to see that there is all sorts of different, like, you know, I, I do call myself bottom catcher master of the universe because I'm really good at it. And, um, and that's okay for me to say, and it's not normal and it's not, it's, it's, but it's fine and it works for me. And, and that, that doesn't work for other people. And I'm sure there's other smarter, better ways to do it, but um, it's good for people to, you know, just like all the cars, if they were painted black and white, it would be very boring. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's good to have like hot pink in there somewhere, you know, Definitely. like fire on the side, like whatever. <laughs> I, I, I love the ambulance. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, because then if you think about it, you're like, wow, you know, if it goes, because I'll tell you psychologically, if it does go that low, I'm like, oh, it's going to go. And that is also the time where you start to see all these people on Twitter saying it's going to zero, like, or, you yeah. know, they'll, they'll say really low things and you start to get affected by that in your mind. You're like, oh my gosh, they're, they're probably right. Like, but if I see the ambulance there, I'm like, nope, no, nope, that's like, <laughs> that could go to the hospital. It could go to the hospital. It could be a really good opportunity. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Julia, listen, it, I don't like these, these, these furus neither. So if anyone, you know, talking some shit to you, like, let me know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, them are really mean. Yeah. yeah I don't like these. I don't like these clowns. I, I don't like them one bit. Yeah. Well, the guy who told me not to chart gold anymore blocked me when like, after because because he trolled me on something else and i put a screenshot of the thing up there uh -huh. that said not to mess with gold i'm like you really want to take me on i'm gonna get you <laughs> yeah. well, i don't <laughs> i mean only because i have i have all the receipts like uh -huh. they can yeah. talk all the receipts talk about their little well, it's true. They can talk yeah. to talk about their little systems working yeah. and the fact they want to charge people a bunch of money um or they can look at people who are who are uh, consistent, maybe a little weird, but consistent and, mm -hmm. uh, and that, and that make money. So now, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So second part of this, uh, Twitter question right. from Mick Lovin, uh, he said, so he's like, God, right, this is a serious one. He says, how much time is devoted when the markets are closed? 
you know, he knows that because like I'll get all sorts of questions. At, he knows. He know. Um, it's really all. It's really all the time. Like not all the time, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I I am. I like. I'm a little bit of an addict. I have a hard time defocusing. Um, so. I'm always thinking about something that I can do or an idea or, um, you know, a really, really good trader uh, <laughs> sent me a message yesterday um, asking or sharing an idea with me. And then I had an idea that these two things are, are correlated with each other. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to overlay them and I'm going to figure out, you know, whether or not we can get some intelligence on this. So, um, yeah, I think, I feel like I'm always thinking about it, but it's not like hard because it's not at this time, because I think because you start enjoying things when you get better at them. Now it's like fun when I think right. about, I mean, it used to be hard and now it's like fun to think about things yeah. that are ideas, that are ideas. Um, so yeah, I, I take Saturdays off though, usually. Cause if, um, if I don't, then like, I don't really have much of the life if I don't do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. All right. So uh, now that me and JJ like to take this time to give a shout out to our podcast, official sponsor traders creed, the best collection of stock market t-shirts, apparel, and gifts out there. Perfect for traders. At TraderCreed.com, they provide quality products that are ethically sourced and incorporate humor and wit into each design. Imagine your favorite stock saying or impression on a nice shirt, mug, or bag. Julia, I told them uh, they should put some uh, pictures of your charts on some shirts. I think so. Might Definitely. be a good look. I would model it. That would be hot. Right. We're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna talk hey, to him. We're, we're gonna get on it. I, I sense a deal brewing. Yes. So check out the mini designs uh, again. That's at Trader. Oh, you don't Creed. mean you don't mean mini skirts. You mean like mini designs? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, t-shirts. T-shirts. This is everything's PG. I thought you said mini. I thought you said mini. No, I don't oh, know. No. I don't know what I even said anymore. Oh, wait, I, I think mini like M A N Y. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, many, yes, many designs at Trader Joe's. Yeah, many designs. Everything's PG-13. I like, wearing mini skirts. But like, maybe. Uh, uh, I don't know. You don't, we're not. That's, that's, we don't, you don't want to see that. So. <sighs> okay, so so Julia, um, you did a Beyond the Trades interview, uh, which I know a lot of people enjoyed. Um, there's a few of them I would want you to kind of elaborate a little bit on. Uh, more for me, if you don't mind. Yeah. And so uh, the question was, what makes a successful trader? You answered consistent, persistent, uh, someone who can learn from their mistakes. You also have to be either a little cuckoo or a robot. Yeah. Yeah. So explain that. The, like, the last part. Um, well, I mean, when, you're, when you are used to being right and when you're used to things making sense and mm -hmm. when you're used to just um i mean it's math is so it's so so nice because it's always like you're always correct by whatever many digits or whatever or you're wrong but whatever you're you, you have a black and white and and trading is is not black and white there are no there are no certainties and so for me um being out of certainties is uncomfortable and it requires a little bit of of cuckoo it requires like a little bit of like art mm -hmm. and uh you have to sort of just sometimes feel things and uh yeah that's so that's what i meant by that um, okay mm -hmm. yeah no, okay. no, no, I mean, no that makes perfect sense well. 
Yeah, and robots do very well. Like I said, I'm I'm so not good. Like if I if I get in my mind that something should be bearish, but it's not bearish, rather than just fight myself, I just won't trade it. I just really? won't trade it. Wow. Well, yeah, because there's other things to trade and things yeah. that I'm more certain about, and things that I things that I don't have like a fundamental like stubbornness about. Bias. Wow, that's that's an interesting way to deal with bias. I haven't heard that one before. Really, just just don't do it. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, that's good. Uh, I, I, and, you know, I don't think it's just you, Julia. I don't think the human brain is, like, wired in, like, that fashion. It's like, uh, you know, even in, like, uh, you know, relationships you have with people, right? It's like it's either this way or that way. Or it's like, you know, and more often than not, things are usually in the middle ground. Or it's like things are not black and white in life in general, I feel like, as well. Um, right. But, you know, for whatever reason, you know, that's how we approach things. Um and so the next, the next question I want to ask you about, um, the question was advice you'd give to your younger self as it relates to trading in your personal life. You answered uh, the same advice for both cut losers quickly. Um, and so, you know, we know, you know, it's pretty obvious, like with trading, we, I think we all know that. Um, but in life, cutting losers quickly, I'm assuming you're talking about, you know, relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain? Well, you know what? I will tell you, I, I have really good taste because I don't think I've ever dated somebody who is a loser. I really don't. They're really nice people, but um, they really are. I'm really good people. I'm so good at picking people, um, but, but sometimes <laughs> they're just, I am, but it's sometimes something is just not right for you. And so it was just sort of a joke, but if it's true that if something is not right for you and if you have certain goals, then you, you have to unfortunately let that go. And, and the sooner the better, probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I no, didn't I, mean it mean. I, I, I really have, um, I've been so lucky to uh, have such great people in my life. I really have. I mean, even, even if it didn't work out, they're still like really great people. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. No, I mean, it resonated with me and, and like not even just on a, uh, any type of relationship, friends, you know, uh, girlfriend, family, whatever. Um, you know, I just took that, I took that question and it resonated with me because it's like, you know, the, you keep certain people around, even though they might not be the best for you. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a detriment to yourself. You're just hurting yourself in the end. Exactly. Like people, some people are really just negative. I, I mean, I will say I have had girlfriends that are just like super negative all the time and there's always a problem and it's just like it's drama and I, that just it eats at my soul because I'm I don't want I'm I am like a guy like I am a fixer like I want to fix that problem you know and that's not what they don't want to fix it they just want to talk about it. I'm like oh my god I cannot talk about this anymore I have told you how to solve this problem if you don't take my advice you are not allowed to call me anymore like yeah so I know I'm, I'm like a, I'm like their male friend. That's not a male. I don't know. I just like to tell them what to do. That's all. I'm like, this is how you fix it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Julia, you, you joined Twitter only about a year ago. So, you know, which is impressive with the, the unfollowing that you've garnered in a, in a year. Um, so, you know, Twitter's been around for a while. Why, why did you just, you know, join then? Um, I, Cause I thought Twitter was stupid. I thought it was just like, like, I didn't understand it. Um, I just thought it was like, 
a way to get stalked because like, I thought you just like say where you're, where you are, what you're doing. And I'm like, nobody cares. Like I, I can't imagine why I just, yeah. I didn't understand it. And it, exactly. I just thought it was mostly for advertisement. Yeah. No, but um, I was in a trading room with a bunch of really good traders and, um, and then uh, I just, I just decided that um, I wanted to not be so, I want to say codependent on them because it was like, I just couldn't make, I felt like I couldn't make any decisions for myself because I was always like second guessing myself because I knew, like I said, I monitor people and I knew this person's usually right or I knew this person's usually wrong. And like, I just, I was getting all up in my head. Mm -hmm. And so when I joined Twitter, it was, it was, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's like a freedom to look, look at somebody's trades if you want to look at them or look at other people and learn from them, but not be beholden to having it in, in your face as you do it. And then having people like, I don't, I don't know. For me, it was more about just having uh, a way. And plus I had just gotten to the point where I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm able to like really be successful. I could actually help other people. And I, I wanted to stick it to, um, no offense, but the market makers that had taken so much money from me. I wanted to be, I really do. I want to use all my mistakes to help other people. I do. And, and, and because I think a little weirdly, maybe I, maybe I can, but yeah. that's, that's very admirable. That's very admirable. That's why I teach. It's kind of a, a redemption thing for beating up retail traders for 20 years. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to, um, Pick your, I mean, I'm, I, I've got to listen to, I've listened to some of your podcasts. I've got to listen to the other ones because I would love to pick your brain about, about like how much, like if you, do you, how, I mean, why, why are there people doing what you do and not robot? Like, why is it not automated? <laughs> well, a lot of execution has been automated. Uh, most okay. of us, um, most of us are either, uh, retired, um, passed away, or hiding in outer Mongolia. Um, but uh, yeah, no, there's basically two large firms that control most of U.S. order flow now in equities, and that's Citadel and Virtue. And, uh, you know, most of the brokerage firms uh, have order routing agreements with them. Um, you know, so that so I've been looking at equities. I haven't traded equities for a while because I, I, uh, um, you know, I have a long story, but uh, I just got back into trading equities around December, and it's 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 like Disneyland now. It's family friendly, like Vegas. I mean, all the pirates are gone, mm -hmm. so it's it's very uh, luxurious order flow. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. You watch volume as part of your um, trading uh, process. Structure and volume. Um, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, a, a lot of structure and volume. And when I'm when I'm trading equities, I, I'm a tape reader, um, and I watch the level too because um, I yeah. used to, that. I mean, I used to be use that like a chessboard. So, uh, and I would you know position all the market makers at different places depending on what I needed to do. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, Julia, how do you deal with the lack of human interaction that comes from working at home? Oh, good question. Uh I talk to my dogs a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Um, yeah, I talk to my dogs. I, um, my mom lives across the street, so I'll go over there and like just hang out a minute or two and then go back. And, um, I mean, I do have a, like, I do have certain people that I, um, 
direct message with all day. Like I have this one guy who's an amazing trader, but he doesn't really post on Twitter, but he's on Twitter and I, I trade oil with him. And then I have another person that I uh, trade um, well, another couple people I trade gas with. And um, yeah, it's, I guess, I don't know. I get on the phone. I'm like, watch, I, I try not to watch CNBC because that just messes me up. Like I, I start to believe people because they sound knowledgeable and then they're always wrong. So I don't, but it just messes me up. So I usually just watch trash television. And um, <laughs> what, what qualifies as trash television, like reality? No, well, I wish I was that sophisticated. Did you know? Yeah, I just, I just discovered this. So clearly I'm not like a trash aficionado, but did you know that Jerry Springer now is a judge? Like, did you know that he's like a judge, like Judge Judy, but he's Jerry Springer? Really? Shout out, shout out to Jerry Springer. Yeah. Wow. I just, I just discovered this the other day. Yeah. Wow. So no, I would watch like, I don't know, just like stupid trash. Like, Jer Jerry's great though. I, I mean, I always enjoy Jerry Springer. Yeah. Really? It's a, it got a little like, <laughs> it's, it's very formulaic and it got a little like over the top. I don't know. Uh -huh. I had to stop watching it, but like it just, yeah, it just makes me feel like at home. It's just like, oh, look at the Floridians on the television. Like, I don't know. It's just, you're, it you're a Floridian. You're a Floridian. What are you talking about? I know. You're, I know. Well, that I takes one to be one. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, no, you're Northern Florida, so it's a little different where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. A little more um, country. See, Florida, you know, see, Florida's ass backwards. Like the, the more north you go, the more like Southern it gets. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. You're so right. And, you know, I, and I grew up here and then I lived in, uh, lived in New York for a while. And then I lived in Dallas and, and then Boston. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's different here than it is anywhere else for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how'd you, how'd you like your times, uh, uh, you know, New York, Dallas, well, anything to say about those places? I love New York, but, um, it was, I had a job actually at the world trade center. Um, wow. right when I, yeah, I know. I know. It was after the first bombing, but right before the second one. And it was like my first job out of school. Like I was all excited to be a New Yorker. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my parents were like upset about it because they're like, oh, you know, they tried to bomb. I'm like, but they couldn't bomb the building. They, they put a van and they couldn't do it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah so um, but I, love, I liked New York, except for I just couldn't afford it when I lived there. I was very poor. I mean, I was like very poor. So, and I'm like a type of person that I don't spend more than I make. And so, um, I was like, I was hurting. I was buying, I was buying the pizza special at lunch. So I had something for dinner. Like, um, it was, it was hard, but it was fun. And I, I love Boston. I love, 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 love Boston. Love Boston. Cold. It is cold. That's true. But it has seasons and it has really smart people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. True. And Florida, Florida <laughs> doesn't have seasons. Mm -hmm. and, and that's really not cold. I mean, well, for you, <laughs> he's, he's in. Uh, so if you didn't know, Julia, he's in Regina, Saskatchewan, where it gets regularly negative thirty. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, I um. Wow. Yeah, that's and I have my I have my windows open right now. Yeah, I I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. it's nice here yeah it, it is i i you know i enjoy i enjoy for I, I i do miss the seasons julia um but uh, i can't complain you know what i mean uh, i pick my battles 
You sound like you're from New York originally. Yeah. Uh huh. Correct. Uh -huh. How do yeah. you like Florida? But do you you do you do you really like it here? I do. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, yeah. I love the weather. I love the beach. <laughs> He's enjoying himself. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I like the vibe, you know. Uh, I like the South Florida vibe is good. See, I don't know if I could. Uh, I, I couldn't live yeah. where you live, Julia. To be honest, no, I'm not a I couldn't either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like the whole vibe. You know, they got a lot of casinos. So, you know, so. You know, yeah, I like South Beach. That's really. I like that area. I mean, I like every. It's just. It's nicer down there. That's true. It's like a little. You're right. It's like not. It's not like the same as it is here. Right. That's a lot of sure. flavor. A lot of flavor. I like it. So, Julia, what's a commonly held belief in trading uh, that you don't agree with? Uh, commonly held belief. Mm -hmm. um, that, I don't know. I, I usually agree with almost, I, I agree partly with things and then not all the way. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, I don't think, oh, okay, well, I mean, I mean, I just don't think there's anything wrong with um, bottom, I just don't think there's anything wrong with trying to bottom catch as long as there's a plan. I think that there's no wrong way to do a trade right. as long as you have a plan and that, and that that plan is something that's worked for you before. I don't see any problem at all with, with just doing things on the fly. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what kind of give me a commonly held belief and I'll disagree with it. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't necessarily have I, okay, I guess one for me is like uh, people say that you have to have rules like okay. for trading, which I, I get why people do say that. But um my whole style is like having no style. Like I like to be flexible and like whatever whatever speaks to me is what I'm going to do. Um I, 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 I so are you profitable that way? Am I profitable this way? Well, yeah. I'm just, I mean, I've been doing this for six months, Julia. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. I've okay. been doing this for six okay. months. I've been doing like the past two months I have been. Um, awesome. But I'm not jumping. I'm not jumping a gun. I mean, I, you know, I come from a, um, uh, a poker background. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Like, wow, um, you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't go that far yet. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, it's all your role. Like, I'm doing okay as a late but like that, that's been my whole approach. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I, I guess I'll let you say to it. I, I know you, what would you think about what I said then? Um, well, I think that is how I traded at first because I was, I felt like I was a natural because yeah, like I, like I would just buy things and they would go up and then I would sell them and they would go down and be like, this is easy. Um, and, but then um, that only worked for me for just so long. And mm -hmm. then I started getting my ass handed to me um, because it, it, it's just, I, I found it very difficult to be consistent that way. I could be, I could actually make a home, home run sometimes that way. Um, but I could not, uh, I couldn't be consistent. And I'm, I'm big now on um, even more than anything, I'm big on, on consistency. So I'm actually not trading as much as I used to because I will only enter things where I know there's a very high probability of me being correct. Mm, I like that. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I have, I have like an issue. I, I do not like to be, I do not like to be incorrect. So um, I, <laughs> I have to really work. I don't, I hate, I hate being wrong. I'm, I'm a delight. Um, no, I, 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 I just, I just need the most important thing is knowing when, before you enter a trade, knowing when you're wrong. So if you, yeah, even if you're wrong about that, at least you said, well, if it gets here, I am wrong. Mm -hmm. And then you're, and then, then you can accept it. Cause before I would just not accept it. I'd be like, Nope, still right. I'm still really? right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, cause you, you get invested in things and you mm -hmm. get a certain belief and, uh, that's what I mean. So that's so that a rule that I have to have is knowing before I go into a trade when I will know that I am wrong. Okay, right. that makes sense. Well, you know, and, and I, I guess to like clarify, I, I maybe I didn't explain myself like in the best way. It's like it's not that I'm against, like not that I'm like against rules or things of that nature. I, I just really try and like I, there's certain people that are have. They they only go long. They only go short. They only have certain setups. They trade. I, I'd like, it maybe my approach might be a harder one to get down pat. But I'm trying to be more like I'm trying to like literally just, hey, like, what's the market going to give me today? To come in, and, and, and maybe that's wrong, uh, or maybe that's just me trying oh, to incorporate. There's, there's no wrong way, but yeah, no, I think that's that's really, uh, yeah. But that's interesting. I, I used to try and guess what it would do. And um, I used to try and track myself ahead of time. Like I used to actually draw in the candles and really? figure it out. And sometimes I'd be, yeah. And I, wow. sometimes I was impressive, but sometimes I was, sometimes I was not. And then I began to rely on them and um, it was very hard to know ahead of time whether or not I was right. Wow. But, um, yeah. Sometimes oh, I, I don't know, like, you know, there's that game on Twitter you can play about long short or whatever, or not on Twitter, but there's a game that came across Twitter. It was like, a, I don't know, it was like one day fat. I'm not sure, but it was like long short game. And I can just look at a string of candles and I can, in my head, usually know what the rest of them are going to look like approximately. Oh, like it's something I got really good at when I, when I was just learning or not good at, but I got consistent at being able to do it. I can do it probably 70% of the time. That's good. That's really that good. Is, that is really good. I know, but when I'm wrong, I'm really wrong. So okay. Well, well, so, so Julia, so JJ's my, he's pretty much my mentor. I've only learned from him trading wise. So, so what do you think about what I just said, Jay? Was it, was I, um, I think, what, what do you think about my maturation? I think it's a part of your discovery process. You're trying to, I understand what you're saying. It's not like you're saying you don't have rules. You have rules. You have very, very actually, Folks, uh, to clarify this, Ray has extremely, extremely disciplined risk management. So it's not like he's saying he doesn't have rules that way. He's just trying to say, you know, the whole Bruce Lee be the water thing where you're fluid yes. and you, you yeah. don't fight the market and you accept what it's going to do. I think that's, and yeah, and that's one of the, the it's a really nice um, part of the discovery process because um, you know, like Julia said, when I started too, I would say it's going to do this, it's going to do this. And when it didn't, I, now I just like, I'm just waiting, right. And, I, and I'll right. react That's to what it does. Good. You know, it's yeah. just, I'll, I'll just wait a little while longer and it'll tell me, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like if this happens, then I will do yeah. this. And if this other thing happens, then I will do that. And that really is the most important thing, not knowing ahead of time. Because yeah. you get your you get in your own head if you think you know oh. what it's going to do, and that's why, yeah, I just don't like 
now I now I usually will know if mm -hmm. if it goes if it does this I'm going to do that like I'll have two different trades planned depending mm -hmm. on what happens yeah yeah mm -hmm. and, and you know one thing that's been you know really helping me and I think it's a sound approach and I'll get your guys opinion on it is before before I go into a trade I really try and make the argument for the other side of the mm -hmm. trade and mm -hmm. if I can't come up with that good of an argument you know then I then I'm all right I'm pulling the trigger. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I get, no, I get, I get concerned with a lot of people when a lot of people start to agree with me. That's when I'm like, <laughs> oh crap, this is not going to go good. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's true too. Especially, I find too, especially when everyone's going short, and I, I can see they're all getting painted into a corner. Uh, because what, uh, what the masses are a bunch of donkeys? Is that what you guys? No, are I mean it's no, oh, it's because yeah, I used to trap. I used to Come trap on, shorts for a living. I, I, I used to get paid to trap shorts. It was, it was, you know, it was like uh, ordering fries. You know, it's that was just part of my job. All right, Julia. So <laughs> traders have different styles, different markets they trade. But what do you think are you know the qualities or qualities that you know all profitable traders possess? I think all profitable, all consistently profitable traders are are disciplined. I think they are able to uh, take losses and, and not have it affect their ego. I mm. think that um, they're all able to be systematic and consistent and not just consistently making money or whatever, but consistent in the way that they execute trades. And it's very, um, it can be very boring, but there are, there are certain setups that I have different setups that I look for, like, you know, flags or uh, I have my own little flags thing going on. Um, but I, I know approximately if, if something breaks out, it's this likely to be successful. So I think that they have that most profitable traders probably think the same way and they, they execute on the most profitable setups they have very regularly and they don't just gamble. It's so tempting to get, it's so fun to gamble. It is so fun, but it's just, it is gambling. It's not, it's not trading. Mm hmm. Great. Okay. So Julia, you have a YouTube page, uh, but it's blank. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, know. You know, what, you know, what can we expect to see in the future? If you, uh, you know, ever get around to this, I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to do it. Um, no, well, okay. So I want to be able to help people. And, um, I, I think there's other people out there that are probably better than I am at explaining price action and like, um, stuff like that. So I was going to just talk about how, like how I plan a trade. I was going to talk about how I scale in and out. And I was just going to use real examples of my trades so that people can see um, how I do it. Like, um, you know, whether, whether I scale in or out, whether I buy all at once, I'll give some examples of that. And then I was going to talk about how I journal um, because I, I started it like a, you know, like what everybody else does where you talk about when you bought, you know, whatever. And, I was going to talk about what I journal and how it helps me because I really do feel like you can take your worst, your worst characteristics as a trader. If you are consistently losing, then you somewhere in your brain know how to be consistently winning mm -hmm. because you, you really do have to just understand why you're losing. And as soon as you understand that you can actually take advantage of your own psychosis. Like you can, you can, okay, if I have the urge to do this, I just have to 
not do it or I have to do it in a way like if, if you if you have a compulsion that you must do something but that something is really bad you can still do it but do it with like two shares you know like just exactly. then, if you if you need to do something then you, you go ahead and you do it and you see how prop you know you can mm. you can do it I don't have any problem with somebody like just being themselves but but as soon as you understand that every time you do that, you're never, you're, you're only profitable 10% of the time, that's bad. So that's, that's kind of, I was going to do, I was going to talk about how I journal and how that led to how I trade now, because I know it's not normal. It's not like how other people do it. Um, and I was going to talk about just really like anything that somebody would want to know to be successful. So I was going to fill up my channel with like, educational videos not that i'm any great expert but i really do feel like i've made so many mistakes that that i can at least help people not make mistakes that's all mm -hmm. i don't want to do it trading service or anything like that that's weird i wouldn't do that that's a lot <laughs> of work that's what they say you know i um the most successful people are the best at failing and the quickest at failing oh yeah oh yeah I'm, I'm good at failing. Um, and I, yeah, I failed a lot. And um, yeah, I'll always do everything. I always talk about my whole life is like that. Like I got fired from my job before the next job. And then the next job, I was like 356% of quota or something the first year. So I feel like getting fired, um, it just helps you in making Failing helps you as long as you understand why you failed and as long as you can redirect all your energy towards being positive. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Couldn't agree more. JJ, any more? Uh, you got anything else for her? No, I think uh, that was just a, a real pleasure um, <laughs> speaking with you. No, it's nice. It's it's really, I, I really love t talking to people who trade retail and, and did it all by themselves because I'm very, uh, I'm in an admiration of, of retail traders because uh, it, it, take, it takes a lot to, to sort of self-educate yourself in this industry and come up with something that works. It's not the easiest thing to do. And, you know, the usual lines about so many retail traders failing. So it's, it's nice to see someone who's done it and done it from the ground up and, uh, you know, helps share that process. It's, it's, it's lovely to see. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. And so that, that concludes today's episode of Confessions of a Market Maker. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review it for us. If you're interested in learning market profile, if you're keen on trading a liquid market, if you've got a small account, come join JJ and I at microefutures.com. So uh, Julia, uh, tell the listeners, uh, you know, where they can find you and uh, anything else you'd like them to know. Um, well, please follow me on Twitter at Cordova Trades, and um, and also please sign up for my YouTube channel. <laughs> and, um, and blank, it's just like blank, blank YouTube, YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, what? I'm sorry. What? No, no. I'm saying you're asking people to sign up for a blank YouTube channel. Maybe. Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> the nerve maybe, of her! Wow. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe some dog videos while we wait. This is like, this is like a Kickstarter. Starter. Like oh, okay. the early people are going to get an advantage. Actually, I did think about that. I did think about making it um, private. And so when I when I release a video, I'll probably, um, you know what it is? I got in my own head and I started to overproduce the videos. And then it got, <laughs> like, it's true. And not overproduced, but I'm like, I was looking at other people's videos. I'm like, they've got words on there. Like, I don't oh. know how to do that. 
I'm not good at that. And I just want to, <laughs> I just want to be helpful and talk. And, um, so yeah, I got like in my own head about it, but anyway, I will make, I will, it's going to be really great. It will. Good, yeah. good. Well, we're looking forward to it, Julia. You know, get, yeah, we are. Get, get moving on it. So you, so you're saying you got videos in the stash already? You've already made some. I do, I do. <laughs> I have one. I have one really. No, it's true. I have one really good video about how to how to plan a trade. But I wasn't wearing makeup when I recorded it. Like, oh, <laughs> no, it's true. And I'm like, oh gosh. I mean, I look okay, but I'm like. I don't want that to be the first video. They're going to think I'm like. Oh, God. You're, I'm, I'm sure your Twitter admirers won't mind. Yeah. I'm sure it will not be a concern. <laughs> no, well, I it was concerning for me. I just wanted the first one to be good. That's like <laughs> what it is. That's that's un, it's understand that's understandable, Julia. Uh, so, Julia, thank thanks again for coming on with us. Really appreciate uh, you know all your insights. Um, good personality, funny personality. Uh, you know, for me, JJ, we wish your mother you know all the best. Um, prayers and wishes with her and so for julia he's the proper proper villain i'm his loyal henchman you guys you stop so have a great night Thank you.